Those questions went with your beard. Hello and welcome to Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm your host, Dave. I'm Perrin. And I am Cedius. And because it is the second episode of the month, we are rejoined by our guest from the previous episode. What's up, everybody? I'm Duck Washington. And this Pleasure is... to meet you. And this is episode 68. It is indeed. Because Dave is looking forward to the next episode where he can be extra juvenile. Six to nine. Definitely. Yep. Although, but the thing that we did forget to do was we forgot to pimp the website last episode, which is, <gasps> which is what we do most episodes. So I don't know why you're calling that a forget. But if you want to pimp it, go right ahead, Dave. Just saying, you know, if you go to scotch.xtlpodcast.com, you can, you know, read about our stuff and see our download things. things. And, did, you, and, did you say something about a sale? And and oh fuck. <laughs> well, the sale is still going on. So yes, I did say something about a sale, which I'll tack on at the end of the last episode. I'm getting into it's really bad habit where I have to do that. Um, our uh, standard location of where we buy most of the stuff for the show, top value in uh, Columbia oops, Heights. Columbia, Columbia Heights. Heights. Columbia Heights. At, Who's uh, Emporium? At, at 50th and Central is. Uh, having their annual 15% off all single malt scotch. So, and they also have a, a store on County Road D, which, yes, which is also has the 15% off. The yes. important thing also is that their, their starting prices are not bad, because 15% off some places just means it's still stupid expensive. Right. No, the scotch is reasonably priced for the most part. There's a, there's a few things that I can buy cheaper in other stores, but for the most part, they're, they're my, my best bet. And yeah, it's, it's 15% off the already good prices. The scotch selection itself is really good. Um, it's very diverse. Um, their locked cabinet has some interesting selections, which I'm sure we'll be forced to buy a few pieces of because we're running out of things to do new. Because you'll, you'll be able to know that, that you're in the right place when you can see CD's, uh Shaped face prints on the glass. Want that so bad that I don't have eight hundred dollars? Because some of them are that much, and no, I'm not buying that. Beg all you want. Um, <laughs> no, we 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 really Dad, are. Can I, have I want it? We, we we really are running out of things we can afford to do. So uh, season four uh, might have a new dynamic. Um, we might only do one episode a month. We might do uh, a throwback scotch every other episode or every episode. Funny, that's what I do to scotch anyway. I just throw, throw it, it back. back. Badum ching. Uh, please tip your waiter. Um, so I, we'll be buying what we need for season four. I, I, the sad thing is, I don't think I'm going to reach that four thousand uh, dollar price tag that I did for season three. So, uh, for those of you who are living our tagline, if we try it be- uh, before you buy it, you're welcome. .scotch.xdlpodcast.com, where you can see how we rank things, assuming CDS has put them up. Yeah, well, because it's the yearly sale, uh, in order to double-check what we have and haven't had, that's, that's generally when I get around to finally updating our summary page. And so, hopefully, yes, by the time you listen to this episode, the summary page will be well and truly updated with everything we have done so far. And if I'm really on the ball, it'll include episode 67. <gasps> I know, right? Freaky. I did put the caveat if I'm really on the ball on there, so I'm safe. So we're, <laughs> That's we're good. True. 
Um, but yes, uh, there, there is that sale, um, which, like I said, hopefully I remembered to remind you of last time. But you've got it now, and the sale's on for at least another week. So, yes. Yay, sales! So that's a thing. <clears throat> but Dave. But Cedius. What are we drinking this time? Because the sale is on, and well, I've bought the stuff already because, you know, time's a thing. Because uh, we did it last week on the first day when there was a scotch tasting. Because that's our move. Yes. Although, actually, unless it's on a Wednesday, that Tuesday, there's a speed dating event I might go to instead. So I, I don't know if I was actually... It was on a Wednesday last time. where you time. go on a date yeah. on speed? Word. <laughs> that might help. Um, sometimes. Uh, I don't know. Um, so we'll, 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 we'll see. <clears throat> but, yes, there is generally a... a there's, well, there's always a tasting the first day, and just it, it generally has been on a Wednesday. Which is just in time for me to do a restock before we run off to MegaCon, which also happened, and gaming happened, and sleep it was happened. Awesome, good times, good times. And and I have a new s'mores cookbook. Yay! So, because I wrote the fire pit, and the s'mores happened. So, are there unique recipes? Like, what 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 well, kind of recipes do you find in a s'mores? So, cookbook? the s'mores I've done in the past, the the king s'more, if you will. Drink your water. Has been uh, instead of ow, sorry. Oh God, my ears! <laughs> Drink your water, God. I did. Savage. There, I've now vacuumed the water from my glass. So you instead of uh, graham crackers, mm-hmm. I use cinnamon and brown sugar pop tarts. Pop tarts. Oh, and then you use giant marshmallows. And then you use uh, caramel-filled uh, Ghirardelli squares in in the instead of just chocolate. Sure. And that's kind of the one of the more decadent ones. But you can do it with different materials, uh, marshmallows. You can do it with uh, uh, we, we, chocolate we, types. We, we, we've done smorios. We're a big fan of the smorios. Uh, people have tried um, peep smeeps. Peep mores, okay, and and that was a bad idea. You should never do that. <laughs> Nor should you ever, ever juggle flaming peeps. This was proven because they're like napalm and they stick. <laughs> yes. Uh, it turns out it is harder to light a peep than one might think. It seems like it would be difficult to light a peep, but well, you'd think sugar should be, you know. You should be able to. Yeah, well, it, it caramelizes. It doesn't ignite. Yeah. That, but, that's you why know, relays a thing. With enough heat, I pretty much everything ignites. With enough heat. That's science. It's how I live my life. Because heat makes us hotter. So when you get the decadent, like, you know, Ghirardelli chocolates and the, you oh, know, yeah. when, when, when you do that and somebody just sticks the marshmallow into the fire and goes, I like my burnt too crisp. Like I, does it does it does it offend your sensibilities? I, I push them in after their marshmallow. <laughs> I like you burnt to a crisp. We're both happy. I I, I will say they they, they come. This out, is a true story from last weekend. They, they, they come out nice and tasty. Yeah. Now marshmallows um, are best golden brown. Yeah, they like not. me. <laughs> I will leave the eating marshmallows and eating. Ducks yeah. analogy alone, though I do like a crispy duck. Interesting. I, 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 I uh, prefer mine peaking. So yeah, the uh, 
No, I, I he do He wants believe, you peeking. <laughs> I do believe that marshmallows should not be ignited, that you have gone wrong mm-hmm. if they actually burn. Now, the, the well-trained marshmallow maker, if there is an unfortunate flame accident, blow it out, pull the burned part off. Okay. Drop that in the fire, and Rinse now you can restart. I'm just saying, if you're a pro, that's where you go. Okay. Where I like to caramelize the outside of mine, just just this side of burnt, peel it off, go in, caramelize that, peel it off, and just eat my marshmallows. But, but you like, don't ignite it. Onions. Well, usually not. The, 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 there are times where it's like, mm, I, I need a little burn. I need, I need some burn action. And, yeah. Well, if the scotch I have isn't, you know, an Ely, then I need to give it that Ely feel. And Got to get the smoke somewhere, man. Wow. Um, I'm going to sniff some coffee because there's nothing going on. Okay, no, good. It's not just no. me. Uh, uh, reminder, Glenn Kinchy is a lowland. And so... And this is pale-ass straw. It is, indeed. If only Rumpelstiltskin were here. Yeah, I've got no nose. Yeah, this is... It's no alcohol, no nothing. No, just, I can, I got a little alcohol. You, you go in deep in the glass and you can get it. Well, I'm, yeah, I can flick drops up my nose and get it there, too. I'm just saying. It's not like you bring your nose up and go, oh, there's... I, I give the glass a good spin, and I can get something without diving in. But, yeah, there's... It's a very light <clears throat> nose. I feel like I do faintly smell berry. Mammal or white? Wow. <laughs> wow. Aaron gives good face. Wow. That's something. I invite you all to try. I'm, get, I'm getting the slightest, like... Join me. H- honey vanilla. Yeah. Honey vanilla. That's exactly what I s- taste. Try it. You'll love it. I don't buy it, Perrin. Yeah, that's something. That's much sweeter than I thought it was going to be. That's like... Up front it's sweet, and then... <laughs> there, you know how I said there was no alcohol in the nose? It was all hiding. <laughs> oh, I didn't get a lot of alcohol oh, in it. Um, I'm thinking uh, an overripe banana. Yep. Um, Definitely in the finish. Uh, palette, maybe not as much. <clears throat> Rose. Mmm, yes. Yeah, that was a flowery bullshit I could... Yeah. Yeah. You look, you look puzzled or in disagreement. Pensive. Um, okay. I don't know that I'd have the adverse reaction that you guys have to it, um, which is good. Yeah, I mean, because- I kind of I I get the banana. Like, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say overripe or anything, but um, I, I would say it's just starting to be overripe. It's not rotted. It's just no. It's yeah. just. I actually don't mind this so much. The alcohol was, oh my goodness. Let's put it this way. I was really not expecting alcohol. I mean, like a strong Uh alcohol. So I took a nice, strong, I was like, oh, it's very mild. I'm not getting any alcohol. Well, very little alcohol in the nose or anything. So I took a nice, good drink. And it was just sort of overwhelming with the alcohol and a very strong Rose and banana and um, uh, not even sure what else to. to I mean, I'll, I'll say because I I did dive in pretty deep in my nosing. I was expecting the alcohol, but yeah. I was not expecting even as much alcohol. For, I, this is like oh woof woof woof. This is 
What yeah. what proof is this bottle? Does it say? Oh yeah. Well, I suppose it has to say. Right? Bottle. Yeah, fifty-five one. Well, that explains it. I'm just startled that it didn't have. I would expect fifty-five to come through the nose. Because that's yeah. I mean, I smelt it. I I definitely smelled alcohol dealt before. It. You dealt, yeah. Oh, there's a touch of lemon in this too. Yeah, um, in the front in in the front of the palate before it moves mm. to banana. Mm. I'm okay. I just belched it. I, Very nice. <laughs> you, you quelched it. I don't even know how that one works. Um, I would kiwi. I'm gonna go with kiwi. Not well, that makes sense in the unfortunateness that I'm I'm feeling about it because I'm not a fan of kiwi. Um, but yeah, I, I can see where you're going with that. Maybe maybe banana and kiwi is where you're getting overripe banana, and that's more mm. than a mix of fruits. Mm, yeah. I'll I'll allow it because my 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 opinions of kiwi would put it very in that neck of the woods to start with. You know, it's interesting. I was taking very tiny, like really micro drinks uh, after that initial. Holy shit! I did not expect that, and. In little little drips and drabs, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was a little overwhelming, but it was. I I, I, I was, would sip the shit out of this neat. I, yeah. I I will say because of your performance, That's I, the only I way went into to it survive. slowly. Yeah, um, more more slowly than I would have, and so yeah, it was probably a little tainted. Wet. It, the nose is still pretty mild. Banana comes out a little. The rose is still there. Maybe a little coconut? I'll see that. Yeah. But definitely... Um, I don't get any coconut. Yeah. Well, then, well then you are walking. <laughs> I don't no, even... Not. <laughs> Technically, he's sitting there. Yeah. Wet the... Um, Take the water out, damn it. I want my cast strength back. Yeah, I do think it was better without the water in it. <clears throat> Sours a little in the finish. I'm getting no. fish. I'm I'm getting hit with something that makes me think of fish, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I mean, literally, I don't know what that was. That it doesn't doesn't taste like fish. I'm not saying I smell rotted like fish, but something made me like mentally. I suddenly, do you think it? Do you think it's like a like locked into a memory? I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> I rarely go, mm, scotch, fish. I, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm sharing it. It's um, mm. maybe just a, a, a touch of oiliness, maybe a fish oily. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it, you know, sip very small sips, neat, awesome. Wet? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done, I, I did a little bit, and I'm not digging on it. I'm going to add a little bit more and bring it down to the... Oh, it's... A little, even with wet, it's uh, the alcohol is a little abusive mm-hmm. and kind of overwhelming. Whereas it's interesting when I w- when it was neat because I was taking very small sips, I got an interesting burst of flavor and the alcohol wasn't overwhelming. Wet, maybe I should have made it wetter, but it just the alcohol kind of overwhelms. No, I mean even I mean I just did a half and half and that. Very much alcohol. Just does overwhelm it. I'm still getting perhaps the banana. Um, that could also just be a phantom echo from yeah. prior drinks, too. 
the finish is kind of meh. There's nothing nothing terribly terribly interesting to recommend it on the on the out on the outside. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a long slow decline. Yeah, I'm certainly disappointed by this. The um, the twelve year was perfectly acceptable. Not not exciting, but you know it was all right. This. Mm. I'm happy. I have to, I have to be honest. I, I was really kind of enjoying taking small sips off it when it was um, when it was neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm right there with you. But yeah. I feel like I feel like the things that were again the things that were present um, when I was drinking it neat are not present now that it has water in it. It's amazing how much that can change the flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I highly recommend if you're trying this, make sure there's small sips. <laughs> Because when you don't take a small sip of the initial neat, it will punish you <laughs> badly. Elf needs food badly. The Edinburgh Malt Glen Kinchy Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. The second cask strength special release at this age is a fresh, clean, elegant whiskey matured throughout in refill American oak in bold because we couldn't read American Oak if it wasn't in bold. Well, they are selling to Americans. Good point. Expressing the elegant style of Glen Kitchy to the full, it shows why today this is the only Lowland distillery in full-time production. At first, clean and light, it is creamy, soft, and juicy on the nose, with sweet pear and melon fruit, spearmint, and fresh herbs. The flavor is fruity and floral, grassy, minty, and gloriously smooth with water, and lightly sweet overall, with crisp, drying, lemongrass finish. This is surely a Glen Kitchy to enjoy on a summer's evening. A superior aperitif, well-balanced, and with a pleasing, subtle complexity. It is delightful at the natural cask strength, and better still with a little water, even for one taster. Liar. Straight from the freezer. That wasn't me. I'm going to agree with Xerxes on this one. (laughs) Well, I'm trying to decide if they meant the drink was from the freezer or the taster. Well, you know, I mean, if he came, if if the taster came straight from the freezer, his taste buds would be frozen. He'll Never drink helped. anything; it would seem warm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm calling cork dorkery. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm a fan of mint. Uh, I would have welcomed mint. I didn't get it. So according according to this, we would have experienced pear, melon fruit, spearmint, and fresh herbs. I can see the pear. Yeah, I mean, it could be that we tasted the pear as banana and or mm-hmm. um, mm. uh, kiwi. I'm not really agreeing, but I mean, I'm you know, or the melon or whatever. Too. Yeah, yeah, melon fruit. I'm like melon fruit. You can't figure out which melon fruit because I'll tell you, um, cantaloupe and honeydew do not taste the same. Very true. <laughs> melon fruit, all of them. And then maybe they just put in what's on sale. I, I, the, the, part, the part that is really bullshit. Fruity and floral. Grassy, minty, and glorious smooth, gloriously smooth with water. What? Just, uh, lightly sweet overall with a crisp, drying lemongrass finish. 
I will admit I have not drank too many glasses of lemongrass, so I'm not sure I have something that I can really compare it to. Oh, but oh. I'm. But you did mention you thought there was a little bit of lemon. Well, lemon is not lemongrass, yeah. but the, the I'll, I'll I'll give it the lemongrass deep in the finish as it's sitting on my palate because I'm I'm a fan of a, of a of a Vietnamese dish that's the primary seasoning is lemongrass, and so I'll 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 let that one go. Okay, I'm not familiar enough that I could say with that, but it's still the rest of it. Like, yeah, I there's I don't know where they're getting mint. That that's that I'm not and herbs that at all. a selection of herbs I'm like well, that's 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 space side level generic bullshit I, yeah. yeah you will have flavors strong mild sweet not sweet flavors yeah this things of not things will happen or not in your mouth the vagaries will happen yes you will have consumed this if we if we encompass everything we can't be wrong. Yeah, I'm not terribly impressed with this one, no. I'm sorry to say. This this was a disappointment. I think we should let Duck go first on this one. Alright. Um, well, I don't know that I had the as vehement a reaction uh, as as some of you did. I, th- I actually thought when it was neat and in small doses, it was actually um, pretty decent. Um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a fruit fan, and this one I felt like was more of a fruity... Um, sweet scotch um and and i i kind of dig on that a little bit i did feel like once we put the water in it it kind of turned to butt but um in total i think i'll give it a three two okay i enjoyed (laughs) once i started taking the sips neat and 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 they were sips and not "Mm, i'll take a big a big swig uh, which was an error, I will freely admit. Um, it wasn't bad. Wet, it was blah. Um, I'm going to give it a 2.6. Not not something I want to run out and buy. If somebody gave me a drink of it, I would drink it and not feel like I was being attacked. Or, if it was or betrayed. If it was dry or neat. And I was warned to take small <clears throat> sips. So, yeah, my opinions are pretty much the same. It was, it was okay, neat, in small doses, and while I liked it better than the score that I would be giving, the specific constraints upon how I would be drinking it in order to be enjoyable, I think I'm gonna give it a two five. What the fuck are you guys doing? I don't know. I'm looking for the receipt and remember if this is as expensive as I thought it and, was. And all I can tell is oh, it's he a, wanted it's me a to find a butterfly <laughs> and, and stab it through the heart with a television show. I don't know. He mutters with the best of them. Well, I'm trying to keep it off mic because the goddamn microphone, even though the waveforms aren't picking up anything, I'm sure we're going to hear crunching crackers. So... Is that how you describe yourselves now? <laughs> oh! Zing! I like that. I'm, that's going to be Sorry. my new... My, my new so, so did you put a score in there that I missed? Yeah. The crunching crackers. crackers. Yeah, I totally did. Well, you're going to have to tell me what the number was because I Too didn't Too far. Russian was judge. That, is that right? Is that right, listeners? Is that Was, was that my original? I do, I do believe that is what was said, yes. 
Russian judge think this not quite as bad as last scotch last time, but still not good. Uh, I'm gonna give it a two three. This this just did not speak to me at all. I, it, neat small sips, acceptable. Even then, uh, I. I, I think Dave is even generous at a 2.5, and that's the highest I could even conceivably rate this. Yeah, compared to the 12, this is just ass. I, I really liked the 12 a lot more. Uh, and for the record, this was a $140 bottle. Oh, shit. Yeah, ex more, ex more money does not equal more good. Wow. We've had, a, we've had a couple bottles that were really expensive that, of the three, one was quite good. And two of them were not, and and it just went to show, you know, there there are some there are some really old rare scotches that are like many thousands of dollars per bottle, mm -hmm. and if I had won the lottery, I'd buy the shit out of them because why not? But I can't imagine that a a shot that cut costs. They were selling shots from a twenty five thousand dollar bottle for five thousand dollars a shot. I can't imagine any shot being worth that much. You know, that it's like, even if it was amazingly good, I've had amazingly good scotches. I don't need to spend $5,000. I can buy a boatload of really good scotch. You can buy a freaking car. A ton of Lagavulin for... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, there we go. I think so, now, do, you guys, do you guys do... Uh, um, tastings like where you can try some of this stuff without having to purchase it first i know you're doing that for a lot of the listeners um well uh, i mean in, in in terms of things i i mean obviously we, we have our show and the guests come on and, and, and the guests get to do the tasting with us but as far as actually hosting a tasting anywhere dave's hosted something it wasn't officially connected to us um yeah i officiated a, a scotch tasting a couple of years ago year and a half ago something like that um uh, we we it, it's something we would consider doing if we had a good venue to do it in and and i mean lord knows i've got supplies already that i could do whatever i've got and whenever that bottle's gone now it's replaced with something else at the table but no we, we've not officially done anything um we've, we've attended several tastings mm -hmm. there aren't many scotch tastings around i mean they happen but they're rarer than I mean, wine tastings and are, wine tastings are very in the no. fashion right now. Yeah, well, the other thing is wine bottles aren't that expensive. I mean, if you mm -hmm. think about when people talk about an expensive bottle of wine, you know, yeah, there's crazy expensive, but, you know, an expensive bottle of wine is 25 bucks, And that's a third of a bottle of scotch. Right. And so, you know, when, when the, the wine... The other thing is the wine uh, market is a lot crowd, more crowded. I mean, you walk into any liquor store and the, the wine section is just jammed. The, the, the difference being, to be fair, though, is that a bottle of wine, depending on the size of your glass, you're getting four or five glasses out of where a bottle of scotch for the pours we're doing, you're getting 15 to 20. True, so, I mean, true. But, I mean, if, if you go into a... I've been to a... I used to go to wine tastings with my wife and you know you'd spend you you pay 25 or 40 bucks or whatever right. and they give you a glass and you hit there's 12 tables each one with three to four wines yeah from different different places and they're trying to convince you to buy 
bottles or right. cases or whatever. And there's nothing wrong. I mean, they're they're fun and they're tasty, and I've I've gotten some good wines that I wouldn't have tried otherwise. But unfortunately, it's hard. The only place I found that was happy to give you a taste was the Royal Mile um, Scotch Shop in Edinburgh, and I said, "Ooh, can you tell me what that one's like?" And the uh, the person working there was like turned and looked at this rack of open scotch bottles and said, oh, we're out, we, or we don't have that one, and had their worker bring one up to the front so they popped it open and poured me a, a, a dram. I'm like, I love this place. The uh, liquor store on Lindale and 54th does that. Nice. I did not know. Uh, they have a tasting shelf. Oh, uh, in oddly enough, in the Mall of America, mm-hmm. the that liquor store up on the fourth floor. Yeah, do they do that as well? Oh no, no, no. There's another place oh. that has it's off the rotunda, and it has uh, like that you can get tastes of of about they have eight or ten. They have wines, spirits, and scotches, and they have and you can get a a taste of a couple different scotches. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's expensive, but the tastes are free. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're paying a MOA rent, so... Yeah. Oh. Now, this one's a little bit darker than the last one we had. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. This is a bad month for the CDS. Why? Because I know what this is. Yeah. I'm not... A fond oh, oh, fan of this distillery and this. So, so those of you listening at home, this is the uh, Balvini peated, age seventeen years. Now, I'm fond of Balvini in general. <clears throat> I mean, I I think they're they're hit and miss with me too. But I saved this one for last because I was hoping. I'm not getting a lot in the nose. I have to admit. Um, I'm not getting nearly the peat I was hoping for, which means same. it's not going to save it. <laughs> Maybe, uh, boy, anything I guess right now, or I'm, I'm, I'd just be guessing. I'm not getting much in the nose. No, this is a very weak nose. I mean, but I am, I'm getting a little bit of peat. Everybody's yeah. done a reset. I'm getting just the barest hint of peat. I'm getting some toffee. It's a Belvini. I almost feel like there could be some orange in there. Yeah, I agree with you. There, there's definitely a strong orangey citrus note. Hmm. I'm getting in the on the mouth. I'm getting a grain or a, a grass. I mean, I know uh, that grass. They definitely, definitely. There's, there, 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 no, there's no. It's, it's, it's like fresh cut grass. Yeah. A little earth. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking up some, some earth elements in it. No wind or fire. No. A uh, slight citrus, very faint. Yeah, it's it's there, but it's it's very very muted. Oh yeah. Let's see where you're going with that. Yeah, it's a definitely a touch of peat. Yeah, definitely a kind of wet, muddy grass. Like drinking with, a golf divot. Go with, with orange. Yeah. <laughs> with a, with a slice of orange, just you know, for for class. That's right. You gotta when put I, that on the side of the cup, otherwise you can't charge the four extra dollars. When I'm drinking a, a muddy golf divot, I like to put a slice of orange on the side. I totally gotta make you, a drink now. That's a muddy golf divot. 
Oh, that's, man. It's got to have Godiva, a spiced rum. What for golf? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I was going to say Kahlua because that's what I was thinking for the too. white. By the way, I know you won't be there, so I'm sorry, but for OmegaCon... That happened already? That, that was, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed the Kungalooshes that I made from from the Disney Adventurers Club. When you, of course, as you were, as you learned at OmegaCon, there's the 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 classic. When you drink a Kungaloosh, you have to act like a fish. Drink Kungaloosh, and if you, for those of you at home, you can go online and find the delicious recipes for the Kungaloosh. The smell is almost out of my OmegaCon glass. Well, it's Very plastic and it sticks. And it's... <laughs> It was um, one of the last things I had the last night. I'm sorry. Not a problem. Well, okay. Oh, yeah, water. Well, it... Uh, Let's see if it murders this shit. Can it? Please? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not to jump into voting because I'm not giving a number, but I didn't find the, the neat <laughs> offensive. I didn't either. I liked it quite a bit. No, it it, it, it didn't hurt me in the same way that the, the Glenn Moore or the Glenn Kinchy did. Again... Noseless. Mm-hmm. Tonight has been the night of no nose. I, I, this is the only one where I, I will agree with you that there's been no nose. There, I mean, no I'm not saying nose. on the others that there has been literally zero nose, but I mean, often we're we're like, oh, I'm getting uh, various fruits, and I'm getting spices, and I'm getting you know an array of of things in my nose, and uh, in tonight it's been like. And last week, and last podcast, I, just... I, I, I will say that the Ben Nevis was the only one that I could smell from the table. Yeah, oh. every, everything else has been weak sauce comparatively, but yeah. the, the 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 Ben Nevis, you know, that that had a little bit of nice nose kick to it. Yeah, the others have been certainly weaker by comparison and and to our norms. I I, I yeah. won't disagree on that. Much softer, wet. more delicate touch. Excuse me. Wet, I'm definitely getting more peat. Yeah. I like it. The citrus is, has fallen out. And yeah, it has. Which is, which is a pity. Um, the, muddy, the muddy grass is still there. It's now peaty muddy grass. Mm. Which is not my favorite. There's a little bit of extra smoke there, too. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by the, uh, the wet. I, I most of the time when you when you get it wet, it just sort of. Bleh. Oh my! My first drink of it was not not so pleasant, but the subsequent drinks have been pretty tasty. The finish is surprisingly long and surprisingly enjoyable. Very smooth finish. Yeah. See, I the alcohol kicked up and it's a little burny. I, I it's less smooth to me. Um, it got astringent-y. It, What's it, the it, proof on this one? It does everything that Belvini oh, does that I hate. But you're bitter. It's a you're pretty a normal bitter, one. Bitter, you, man. Well, yes, but I, I really... Oh, this oh, I'm sorry, what was the number? 43. 43 is the proof. This is not the worst Belvini. That, was, that I reserve for the Caribbean cask. Mm. But this is not... I, the, the only reason that this is better than my single barrel is because of the peat. Although I have to say, when it says, I'm peated, I expect more peating. It would have been helpful. Yeah. What's the description on this bottle? Well, we'll get to that. All right. We're not at that stage of the no, I'm just yet. jumping the gun. So, I'm sorry. So, on a slightly different genre, I have, I've been playing a video game that yeah. I 
recommend. It is brilliantly simple. Agar.io, A-G-A-R.io. If you go to a web browser, type in A-G-A-R.io, return, you enter whatever nickname you want, and say go, and you're a dot. And you're running around, and you start by eating other dots that are just out there, they're not other players. And if you're bigger than another player, you can eat them. And if the other player is bigger than you, if their dot is bigger than you, they can eat you. You can also shoot half of yourself forward a distance. And if your half is bigger than them, you'll eat them. And then slowly you'll rejoin into one bigger. And that's it. It is that simple. You're controlled by a mouse. There's nothing like, there, well, you can shoot bits of yourself out which make other people get big. Oh, the smaller you are, the faster you are. And that's it. And it's brilliantly simple. And so you end up with little guys rushing around being very vulnerable and middle-sized guys trying to not get eaten by the big fish. And then there's a couple big fish who are just looming around, but they still have to be careful because there's a few things if you hit, you burst. And, and I highly recommend going out and playing. It's free. It's just on the web. It's a lot of fun. Might as well right. just play cookie clicking. You have no joy in your soul. It's true. Yeah. No beard, no joy. I am excited that in a couple of days I finally get my PS4 and can finally play LEGO Dimensions. Because, you know, Star Wars Battlefront, I don't care about that game. I just want a Darth Vader on the side of my case. I want to play LEGO Dimensions. LEGO what? Dimensions. It's 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 Lego's answer to um, Skyriver yeah. and Infinity. Ah. Um, but I'm a Lego fan because you know they're Legos, and yeah. So I sadly, have, Tinker Toy has no web presence. Right. So I, I I have absolutely every one of the sets that exists thus far for Infinity, including the Doctor Who set that came with a TARDIS and a canine. Makes me cool. very happy. Cool. Uh, and there will be a Cyberman Dalek set that comes nice. out early next year that I'm looking forward to. Um, I have no idea what the effect in game is going to be for these yeah. things. Um, I, I, I have looked on uh, YouTube and have seen what the portal level looks like. And uh, in the portal level, you actually do have the portal gun and you have to do portal type problems. To, to play at it, Lego Portal. But I, I don't know anything, any two words strung together that could make me happier than Lego Portal. Scotch cheese. No. No, I like scotch and I like cheese, but that, no, that combination, no. That doesn't, doesn't no. work for you. Le, le, Lego Portal. I mean, Naked Woman is close, but Lego Portal is, like, right there. Okay, I'm sorry. You, I, I have to go down a different path because Naked Woman... Wins over Lego Portal. Yeah, I would concur. Yeah, I'm. Well, see, the problem with Naked hence, Woman. Hence the speed dating thing. Well, the, <laughs> see, 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 the problem with Naked Woman is there's Naked Woman and then there's accessible Naked Women. See, that's three words. You add the accessible, and then I agree with you, it wins every time. Otherwise, mm, no. Sticking with, stick with Naked Woman. And, and, and there's been some women that I just assumed never would have seen naked that I had no choice and it's seared into my brain. And no, Lego Dimensions, yeah, Lego Portal is mm, much, much better. So, Doc, I have to it's ask. Safer. Is, 
is Duck your given name or your... It is a nickname. Okay. Um, I, I just was curious because, you know, I'm not going to snark no, at any, any family that gives a name to their child. But Duck would definitely. be an unusual... It is, a, it is a very unique name. No, I used to work... My first job was working for Parter Park Zoo uh, in Lansing, Michigan. Um, and oh. one of the jobs I had while I was working for the zoo was giving uh, pony and camel rides to little boys and girls. And one particular summer when I was working, all of the kids suddenly became terrified that the camels were going to spit at them. And I never really understood why. They'd scream and flail, and the parents were like, no, I spent $2 to let my kid ride this camel. And I was like, no, literally, putting your screaming, crying child on a thousand-pound animal is not probably the best idea. I mean, we're fun, you know. It just made the summer harder, and I didn't really understand it until uh, later in the year... I was at a cast party for a play I was in, uh, a production of Damn Yankees, and uh, at the end of the party, somebody decided to put in the movie Aladdin, which was new on video, and I was like, cool, I've never seen this movie, and I'm watching it, and within the the four, first like 45 seconds to a minute, they show a camel spitting at somebody, and it clicks. I'm like, this movie came out over the summer, and now, all, ki- now all kids think camels are going to spit at them. I hate this movie. Furthermore, I'm going to make sure everybody else at this party hates this movie, too. <laughs> so I go off on a tirade. Like, anything I could complain about, I do. I'm like, this movie's racist. Look at the way they drew Jasmine and, and Aladdin's eyes. They're nice and round, and all the bad guys have very Asianly distinct characteristics. I'm like, these jokes aren't, you know, are very period. In 20 years, they're not going to be funny anymore. Uh, that cat's behaving more like a dog. Anything I could think of, I, 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 I bring up in the middle of this party. Until this girl, Jamie Hartke, who'd been drinking sex on the beach all night, turns to me and she says, Shut up. You sound like a duck. (laughs) And I have been duck ever since. (laughs) That is awesome. That is your origin story. That is my origin story. I have to ask, have you ever spoken with this this woman again? I have. We're Facebook friends. And and does she know that you she named you Duck? She insists that I make sure that I bring her name up every time I tell the story. I haven't seen her in twenty years. But she she lives back in Michigan. She is she's very proud of of that. Naming of when this podcast comes out, I will have to link her to this so that she knows that I still mention her when I tell this story. Very nice, new potential listener. We welcome you. (laughs) So you're you're from Lansing, Michigan. I am from Lansing, Michigan. I moved here um, when I started college back in 1995. I will I will share. My wife is from Detroit. Oh, okay, and. I'm from San Diego, and I get a lot of, you're from San Diego? Why did you move here? What? Why are you here? And I'm here because I love it here, the weather doesn't bother me, I can afford a house, etc., etc. My brother no, lives in San Diego, so No I one asks my wife, you're from Detroit? Why did you move here? <laughs> I still get that from people from Lansing, even though. How are you alive? Is the better question. Yeah. Well, which, even though Lansing has, had, has definitely cool? seen better days, <laughs> um, they prefer the uh, the uh, the Ed. But I laugh when people are like, "Oh, but it's so cold in Minnesota." I'm like, "You, I'm from Lansing. It's not it's not drastically different in temperature." Well, I, what she observed was that they get the lake effect snow that we don't get here. Mm-hmm. It's warmer in Detroit. I don't know about Lansing. And it, it, is, it is warmer um, in Lansing, but... My, my dad is from Kenosha, Wisconsin. And 
when he's not a mailman, is he? No. Good. Um, when his his brother Jim uh, went to the University of Minnesota and he visited from um, from Kenosha Racine area, and he was hanging up his jacket and he noticed that there were a bunch of there was a new jacket in his closet. And he said, "Why why did you get a new jacket?" And my uncle's comment was, "It gets cold in Minnesota." So apparently, at least back then, Minnesota was that much colder than Wisconsin. So, ha, fuck you, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Wimps! So, tell us of the Balvini. Oh, you're choosing to... <laughs> it's not worth my time. <clears throat> Single malt scotch whiskey distilled at the Balvini Distillery Banff. Shire, Scotland. Peated cast. Peated cask. Sweet spice and smoke. Aged 17 years. Aged Belvini. Dash. Introduced to heavily peated casks for a final period of maturation. Dash. And then married with the Belvini. Finished in new American oak. The result is the Belvini peated cask. Dash. Beautifully sweet and spicy. Dash. With layers of peaty smokiness. In italics. Tasting notes. Dash. Prominent smoke softens to reveal oaky honey and vanilla. Cinnamon and nutmeg develop with time. Dash. The finish is sweet and spicy with a hint of smoke and bullshit. <laughs> Although I did... I Damon did. Stewart! The Belvini Malt Master. There's a lot on the back, too. Oh, I'm sorry. The Belvini Distillery remains totally dedicated to the traditions, care, and craft. Oh, we're back to goddamn capitalized, aren't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Melvini Distillery remains totally dedicated to the traditions, care, and craftsmanship of malt whiskey making and is owned and managed by the same independent family company for five generations. A traditional furnace generates warm air, permeates up through the wire mesh floor of the kiln, gently drying the green malt and ending germination before passing through louvers in the pagoda roof. Nowhere else will you find a distillery that still grows its own barley, that malts in its own traditional floor maltings, that still has coopers to tend all the casks, and a coopersmith to tend the stills. Fuck everyone else. You suck. From this distillery comes the Balvenie beaten cask, characterized by sweet spice, smoke, and bullshit. I taste the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I give them quality on the bullshit. No, I, I did. I did get a little bit of the smoke. I, I now that they mention it, I, I, I get the cinnamon. Hmm. I do get the cinnamon. I will say I probably got the nutmeg, which explains my bitterness. But just... <laughs> <laughs> this has not been my 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 uh, month, ladies and gentlemen. This is um. Oh, it's a limited release, so you're safe. Please. Until next year. Yeah. 
No, I, uh... Because it's the 17, so it's they always do a special for the 17. So whatever the 17 is uh, next year or this year. So just as, an, as a serious FYI, so the way that they do this is they do a 17 years in traditional oak whiskey barrels. And 17 years in traditional oak whiskey barrels, then it's split. One of them goes to transfer to heavily peated casks for a final period of maturation. And the other is transferred to new American oak casks for a final period of maturation. Then the two liquids are introduced to each other in a traditional oak marrying vessel. And yes, some of those words were capitalized, but I chose not to repeat, not to emphasize them, because I don't care. You issued restraint? Nah, I wouldn't go that far. Um, which also, the, the thing though, since they're 17 years since they age 17 years individually, and it's saying it's 17 years, that means that I'm guessing it's spent no more than three months. I'm going to say four. Three to six. Three yeah. to six months in the, in, in the American oak and the um, heavily in the malted. I'm not sure if they mean that they actually add malt to the barrel. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what that would mean either. I, I will say though, what what seems to be a habit developing for my own palate, American oak, just especially if it's new American oak, yeah, does not seem to do well. Like bourbon finished, you know, previous American oak bourbon cast, I'm fine. But new oak, mm, just not. Just it's it's not. It doesn't seem to suit me. Um, just just so you mm-hmm. you follow the the way that they do this is. Um, they will go through the whole. Ah, uh, suddenly I lost my brain. They go through the the stills, Aging. the the stills process. You get out the the um, whiskey to to age and mature in the casks. And what they will often do is take um, bourbon casks that have aged bourbon elsewhere, and they fill those with the whiskey, and it ages in the cask that has bourbon, which has been absorbed by the wood. And so over time, it moves in and out of the wood, gets some of the qualities of the wood, it picks gotcha. up flavors of the bourbon. Often, if it's double matured, they will then, say, take it out and put it in a sherry cask or an Oloroso or a rum or a whatever for some relatively short period of time. And in this case, it looks like they've done... I don't know what you... I only thing I can think of is they actually put malt, uh, peat in the, in the cask... I don't know what else you do to heavily peat a cask. Do you somehow like jam it full of peat and water, and then be the same process that you would use to to make any peated scotch? Well, usually, the peating is the firing over the malt, though. So yeah, to, to, to do it at the end. That's is where weird. I'm, that's where I'm a little baffled. So maybe it comes from a, a cask that's been little. A cask that has been peated, been, had peated scotch in it. And, and yeah, maybe, but that would that would explain why it really wasn't heavily peated. Because yeah. if that's what they did, then you're picking up sort of secondhand peat mm-hmm. from the process. I'll give you cancer. <laughs> oh no, secondhand peat. Um, so anyway, when you double, double matured, triple matured, or triple casked, you can get some interest. I mean, you can get some interesting you, flavors. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody has their favorites. You guys, I'm trying to remember now. You dislike the rum. No, he or, he, he he he's okay with the ports of the sherry. You he, hate he, he's the rum and the sherry. I like the ports. Right, and you dislike the ports. Generally, 
Yeah, well, yeah, every I mean, there's there's exceptions, but but that's one of the things is, and then they've gotten as they've tried to distinguish themselves every as every distillery is trying to distinguish itself from every other distillery. They all getting, do the same shit. They're getting more homogenized. Well, but I mean, they're oh, oh, we'll go with rum. We'll go with Oloroso. We'll go with pumpkin uh, spice. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we got to do it. We got to do it. We'll, we'll, we'll do a Shiraz. We'll do a cognac. We'll yeah. We'll do a, a, a Sondarine. Yeah, and you know, it's not to say that that's a horrible thing. It's just just because they did it doesn't make it good. Right. Some of them are, I think, we'll call really it the nifty. orange duck. There you go. The pumpkin spice whiskey or pumpkin spice scotch is going to be oh the master distiller's a quack. So this all makes <laughs> yeah. perfect sense. <laughs> There is a there is a thing on the web, and I'm trying to remember which group does it. There's a there's a, a group, BuzzFeed. I think it's BuzzFeed that does people tasting other countries' snacks, and they also have done some fun things where they have an expert drinking non traditionally consumed. So they had a coffee taster who did like Starbucks Dunkin'. Mm-hmm. Circle K, you know. Have oh, you seen the wine taster who had to drink the like Boone's Farm? Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen that. That one I've seen. And the Mad a, Dog Twenty Twenty. They did a Scotch. Hmm. Now, I'm sorry, it wasn't single malts because those would all theoretically be good. But they did like um, he was drinking various whiskeys, mm. and you know they were like bottom shelf. Jack Daniels. And one of them is like. There, there, there was actually a man and a woman who they were like, this one's actually quite good. I'd give this one four stars. I'm just like, oh, I'm scared. So if you go on BuzzFeed, I'll have to check BuzzFeed that one out. whiskey tasting, it was pretty funny because a couple of them, there was like one where I don't, I don't remember exactly what he's like. <laughs> just see, he's just, oh, this is one of the worst things I've ever consumed. Oh. But it's fun to watch. Yeah, well, uh, I, I'll, I'll start this one off. As much as I've talked trash about this, um, this was better than the Glen Kinchy, and it was better than the Glen Moore. But it is still a Valvini. I am still not a fan. It claims to be peated in the same way that the Amrut peated claimed to be peated, and I don't buy it. I mean, there, there was a little bit there, but if you're going to call it peated, by God, put some fucking peat in it, or just go home. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna give go it a, Peter, go home. Uh, Tits or get the fuck out. I'm going to give it a 2 8. God damn it, Dave. <laughs> Your immaturity episode is the next one. Oh, it's late, man. I thought they were all of them. Well, <laughs> you've obviously listened. Also, that. Uh, he's go. just picked up on the dynamic. Yeah, of the yeah. I'll go next. I'm the curmudgeon. He's the, he's the immature prick. I'll go 2 9. I almost. There were elements of it I liked. There were elements I wasn't too fond of. Uh, I, 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 17-year should be better than this. That's true. It should be. Uh, which is why it's less than three. Um, there you go. Doc? I think I'm going to go with... I think I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with a 2.8. It's the one... It's the one scotch that we've had that I thought actually was improved with... Uh, adding the water, but I still never felt like at any pres- at any point it really impressed me at all, I guess. You know, it's not great for a 17-year. It's also not bad for a 17-year. 
It's not a great scotch. It's not a bad scotch. It's it's pretty average scotch. I'm gonna give it a three. All right. Well, before we wrap things up with one last toast, we should uh, promote the fact that there are uh, still a couple of shows left of Duck's uh, performance. Yes. Um, Caucasian Aggressive Pandas and Other Mulatto Tales, playing at the Bryant Lake Bowl. It's a play I wrote about being uh, my experiences being multiracial. Um, it's funny. It's weird. It's bizarre. You should come see it. Um, absolutely, most definitely, you should be there. The 20th and the 21st. Right? It is, yeah, the, the remaining shows would be the 20th and 21st um, of November at the Bryant Lake Bowl. All the shows are at 7 p.m. $12 in advance, $16 at the door, or $12 with fringe button, or convergence badge. Yes, indeed. So, Awesomeness. All, all of you people who we know listen to the show because you've seen us at Convergence or, or heard about us from... from are handing out stuff at Convergence the year before this one because we forgot to print cards for this year. Um, you no, should go. You should go, and, and you should go to this show. Seek some awesomeness. Yes, this is... Show duck your ribbons. It's geeky, oh, it's fun, it's topically relevant. Um, I think people need to be talking about race more in a way that's more um, non-aggressive. And it gives you some lessons on how to deal with psychotic pen, uh, uh, um, pandas. Pandas. pandas and, and of course, the irony is we're having a really hard time promoting the show on Facebook because Facebook hates the word mulatto. They do hate the word mulatto, which is uh, which is I, I, I get in some regards. Um, it doesn't it doesn't you know derive Seems from a very way more intellectual than most racists know. <laughs> Like, truth. You, there you, is truth in that. You would expect but, the racist to be like Mulwa. But like, I mean, it's it's a it's, it's a term that's derived stuff. from the Spanish or Portuguese word for mule. Mm-hmm. You know, which is the cross between a right. horse and a donkey, which has a lot of negative connotations to it. Right. And when I learned what it meant, I, I have to admit I had a very negative reaction to the word mulatto. Um, but as I've as I've grown up, I've also realized that there aren't really great words to describe. A person that's specifically of half African American heritage and half white heritage. It's really the only one that we have. So if I said, you know, mixed tales, which also doesn't have the the the, the ring to it that mulatto does, I, I think in some fashion. All about like somebody tales. could come thinking, oh, if I'm like half Asian and half uh, Venezuelan, then this is going to be a show about me. It in some ways it might be, but it's really more specifically based on my experience. Yeah, I, I, I have to say I, I, the 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 uniqueness of. Haftaroon? What? Haftaroon? It's like, you know, not quite Octoroon. Well, yeah. Well, Octoroon would be one-eighth. Right. Quadroon would be uh, a fourth. But nobody really says Haftaroon. Quadcopter. Four-bladed But, I mean, if you change it to Caucasian aggressive pandas and other mixed tales, that makes no sense. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and see, it's funny that when I first heard the word mulatto years ago... For for me, it, I I didn't understand that there were like racist overtones. I mean, racial certainly because it's, it's mm-hmm. uh, to me that was just the word that meant half black, half white in the same way that mestizo means half um, Latin American Indian and half Spaniard um, in, in terms of of that. So I I have no idea if that word has the same negative connotations 
in that region of the world. Make a post on Facebook about it. I should find out, yeah. Well, and it really depends on what region of the world you are. Because mulatto is used in a lot of different countries throughout right. the world. Okay. And only in some places do people react to it like it's a bad term. We just happen to be in in, in one that in one that, that, now, that is that well, that okay, kind of does. Is, now but, the question is, is it only in the countries where there's arguably okay, and <clears throat> there's no easy way to say it. countries that, that that where there's a strong group of people who hate the concept of political correctness, and political correctness is is demonized in and of itself. Is it is it more than just those places where the word has the negative connotations, or is it? I mean, I, I, I really don't know, because yeah. um, I, I, I have no idea, like, like I'd be curious the places where it is, like, how, like, tied to political correctness they are, but well, it would be an interesting thing to learn. The thing is, a lot of countries where the actual racial conflicts that exist don't exist don't necessarily know what the terms mean in those contexts. Mm-hmm. So they hear a term that is used to describe something and just think that's the term you use because they aren't privy to the... And that might be a similar experience to, to, to my first exposure to mulatto and, and not having the negative connotation with it, that it's just it's just the word. Yeah, I, I mean, no. I'm 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 speculating because it's not like I this is my area of expertise, but I've never let that stop me before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if you don't have the racial conflicts to learn, <coughs> more, and all you do is hear a word, you right. don't know to that that word has other that carries things with it. Right. All you know is oh, that word means blah. Like, I, I talk a little bit in the show, I compare the word mulatto a lot to the word negro, um, which is not a word that you would use to describe someone today, really. At least most of us wouldn't. And I don't know that it necessarily makes it a bad word. You know, um, uh, you know, we talk about negro spirituals, which I think, like, adds a little historical flair to something like, you know, like a story or a folk tale. Well, it gives a history but, to it. You know, and I think, I think mulatto is a word that works in a very similar way. Um, where saying biracial tales just I don't know it's it's different. Although for you it'd be Ducktales. Du- oh, oh. See where with that. <laughs> we could have called it Caucasian aggressive pandas and other Ducktales. <laughs> it's just then, and then the you get audience, sued by Disney. Yeah. The, the audience might have had different expectations than. Uh, well, then they would have learned. Don't don't have expectations of the field. Now I feel like I should have written a part of the play where like Uncle Scrooge comes across <laughs> the mulatto and 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 uh, and, and half uh, duck half. <laughs> And, 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 and what, mob, what are they? they? Are they dogs? The and, other people that exist eyes, in the Ducktail world? And, 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 and the Beagles. The Beagles. Yeah, Mob Beagle shows up and goes, "I don't know about them ducks." <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, you can do a sequel. Ma and Scrooge have a child. Yeah, it's half uh, beagle no, and no, half no, duck. No, my 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 brain. No, no. There you go. It's brilliant. Okay, dear internet, do not rule 34 this. 
<laughs> no, you you must, and you must send me. Uh, you must send me proof. copies of it. I I want uh, proof. Okay. Sure, it didn't happen. Okay, D- D- Duck wants it. It's all on him. I take zero responsibility for the fallout from this episode. And now you, you can, can get a hold of me by sending it to, to the podcast. That's CDS at XTLpodcast.com. Except no one knows how to spell that anymore because fucking Facebook made me change my name. What? It's on the website at scotch.xtlpodcast.com. They they just made. Yeah. I don't know if someone reported me or if they just got around to me. So so now now did you you have the option of switching it? Somebody reported you. I know there was a point where I switched and. Like, I was like, Duck is my nickname, and so my profile says Duck Washington, and it says Derek in parentheses. I wasn't even given that option. You probably can tweet it. I, actually, because I've had a review done, I can't change my name without going through them now. And so a a friend of mine who uh, generally goes by the name Ferris Oxide is telling me how to get away with that because she is still Ferris Oxide on Facebook, and they've audited her twice. And after they do the audit, they're not supposed to audit you again. So she was very livid that she had to, to, to do the whole thing a second time. It's amazing but. to me how, how stingent they get, you know, whether it's like you're trying to, to promote something as mulatto or you're trying to use a different name. I, I mean, I have a friend who, whose daughter wants to be able to access her dead mother's Facebook page and, like, like they won't budge. Well, the things that they won't let you do like that. But they and they will, but they'll they'll tweak on your name and be like, "Oh, that's not your real name." Yeah. But then all the the horrible, racist, stupid <clears throat> bullshit that's out there. Well, we don't want to blah blah blah. It's just like, well, as far know, as I'm concerned, Cedius is my easy. real name. I've I've been Cedius yeah. for 19 years. There are people who don't know what my real name right. is. Right. I didn't know what it was until they made you change it yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've been told that the, the, the two things that I need to include in my appeal are uh, a picture of my um, license registry because my, <clears throat> my, my handle is my license plate number, um, and, and that that's what everybody knows me as, um, and this podcast because I've been you know the host. It said Cedius to Raven from the outset. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem is. They'll see that as a performer thing. If you want a performer thing, you need to have, you have, to have a performer it. page and not a regular page, and that's bullshit too. Yeah. So well, there's so much. I mean, the the number of things I hear. Oh well, we can't do X. It's like no, you're not willing mm. to put the energy in and the cost and the time to do X. Yeah. But you could. Don't use the phrase "we can't." Yeah. And, and it's just. And, and well, 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 the thing is, is, is okay, fine. Admittedly. This started as a handle that has become the identity I have been for the last 19 years. I dare you to use the arguments they're using on me right now with the trans person because that ain't that won't fly. <clears throat> so I mean, and, and, and so so the fact that I don't have that level of no, my name is this because I have cha- I've really changed who I am. You know, I, I don't have where I, I've got several trans friends whose new I you know not yeah. not birth identity right. Um, is what they uh, and they have been audited and they are that identity and Facebook said yes we acknowledge that is your current identity so I know so, it's a pain in the butt but would you ever consider changing your name legally I have thought about it um, 
the only thing that had kept me from doing it for a long time was the concept of, of potentially having a relationship and family. And, and I've hit the age now where that's not nearly the requirement it once was for finding uh, a someone to be with. And honestly, it's getting close to the point where I'd say, you know what, I don't want kids anymore because I'm too old. Um, I mean, I know guys can have kids well into way later in their life, but... Well, let me know, I know, when, you wanna, let me know when you want to talk about that, Sidious. Yeah, <laughs> I... I, you will have a perspective. I, I, I do, um, in fact, have a perspective. And 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 so and a I, toddler. <laughs> so so with that in mind, I, I I have several friends who are older than I ever would have envisioned myself having their first child, having their first child, and so I have people I can talk to for whether or not that's going to be a thing. However, your experience is your experience, and, and your, your life decisions. may vary. And and me being me with with. But between my family history in terms of our life expectancies on my mm-hmm. mother's side, where my mother's side dies not young, but younger, <laughs> my father's side lives to fucking ever, uh, but there's also varied levels of usually genetically tracked issues on both sides, so I could be a genetic minefield. Well, technically, so... asshole is not genetic. <laughs> But anger management and bipolar are... I don't know. I do find that asshole tends to run in family lines. But it's not genetic. It's learned. Yeah. Okay. It's nurture, not nature. It's, it, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I will follow that. But, uh, but, yeah. So, it's probably time we should wrap this because we are recording yeah. later than usual. And so... Uh, and Dave who, wants to sleep. Who, who's now, got a toast? I, I have a toast. I, I still oh, have, I have, an, I have another toast. Well, then, well, guest, guest, guest toast. toast. Very simple toast. Here's to Grinnin. Put the water in, put in, the water in my glass. This is like the, the one bottle. time you're allowed to clink it. We're fucking classy here. <laughs> classy. I'm going to ruin that here in just a second. Yeah, well. Here's to Grinnin and bow-legged women. Here, here. Classy as fuck. <laughs>